Welcome to the Authentic Deb Podcast. I'm Debbie and I'm your host for All Things Authentic. This podcast exists to bring people just like yourself from all over the world to share our stories, laugh at ourselves, and encourage each other along the way. Get ready to laugh, cry, and be empowered, but most of all to be you, because being you is enough. Hey, Facebook family. It's Deb. It's 90-something degrees. It's hot. I have my I love Texas shirt on, and I do. I love the heat, but oh, my gosh, I'm hot. But I am on vacation. And I got to tell somebody, somebody on know where I was live. Live right now. Just go to my wall. That's what I'm telling them. Just go to my wall. So I'm live on my Facebook page, and I am live here on my YouTube channels. Oh, it's kind of messy in the background. Yeah, my den needs a little bit of a cleanup. It's authentically messy right now. But I wanted to say hi. And I have, you know, my podcast that I'm still doing somewhat sporadically. But in the thing of authenticity, I have 51 minutes left before it rebuilds tomorrow. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I just talk? <laughs> Not for 51 minutes. So I got stuff to do. And um, why don't I talk for a bit and maybe share? I thought maybe I would read a couple of the experts excerpts from my uh, book. Um, just do a little author reading. And uh, if you're here, let me know. Um, give me some love or comment so that I know that you're here. And we'll just kind of go with it. You know, I just did a podcast interview last week with Jenny Schmall, or actually, yeah, last week now. Uh, on the flow of creativity, since we both just authored books and put them out this year, and kind of what that process was and everything. And it really, it's daunting, yes, but I think it, I made it way more difficult than it needed to be in true authentic dev fashion and true perfectionist fashion. I probably made it way more difficult. If you're listening on my podcast, hey, um, love for you to uh, subscribe to the podcast, the Authentic Dev Podcast, where being you is enough. I'll upload this to there. So if you're listening on the podcast later, this was a live first, and you can check it out on my YouTube channel. I have one of those huge, long YouTube names because I don't have 100 subscribers yet. So I don't get my own name until I get enough people. So that's what's going on there. But it's super hot today. It's the first day or first work day of my vacation. So I have nine blissful days of vacation. I started it off in the allergist uh, building for two plus hours of torture, poking me and figuring out all what I'm allergic to and all of that. Um, so that was fun. I guess I've got some eczema, which at least I have an answer for what is the alien things that keep appearing on my body everywhere that make me itch to no degree. We've decided that I need like those little, you know how you have the cones for the dogs. It's like, I need the little cones for my hands. So it stopped, stopped itching, but, um, hopefully we got some creams and stuff and we'll get all that worked out. That was completely useless information. That you didn't need to know, but I've had some people like, what's wrong with your arms and this and that. I'm like, I don't know. They just itch like crazy. So that's what it is. So what I wanted to do is I'm going to read, I guess, to myself uh, just a couple of my um, 
hashtags. I think I want to, you know, it's a really small little ebook, you know. Um, you can read them one at a time or, you know, read them in 10, 15 minutes. But I want to, um, I need the fan on me, people. But I thought I'd read a couple of them. I think I want to do, I don't know what's all involved and how to do a little audio book, but I guess that's the next thing, right? You know, if I've done this much self-publishing and working on my Coffee with God book, then I could for sure do something else. Hey, oh, I appreciate that. You know what? I didn't know I was saying your name wrong this whole time. Tine? I think I've always saying Tina. I thought you pronounced something the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, you have never corrected me in two years. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for that. I received that love and that light. And um, so I just thought I'm going to read a couple. And I want to read, I'm going to start with, uh, let's see, Brave. Hashtag brave. So this is my little author's corner, hashtag brave. So hashtag brave. This is from my little book. Uh, a couple of years ago, I started choosing a word to live by. Like I want to do this so I can kind of split the screen and see. Bear with me a second because that's going to bug me. Let's see. I don't want to read to you looking the other direction, right? I don't really need to see myself anyways. So hashtag brag. Oh, I'm glad you still love me. So a couple of years ago, I started choosing a word to live by for the calendar year. And this word brave was the first was the first word that I wanted. Um, I had many words floating around in my head that I could have used. Ultimately, I chose this word because it exemplified everything I was and everything I hoped to be. I allowed myself to throw out the negative thinking of why I might not resemble this word or walk it out day to day. And what I found to be right for me, and I pray it resonates with you, is this. Bravery is a continuous act of showing courage under the face of extreme pressures or doubts. Let me say that again. Bravery is a continuous act of showing courage under the face of extreme pressures or doubts. That's the authentic Deb version, not necessarily Webster's. The dictionary says this. Ready to face and endure danger or pain, showing courage. Endure or face unpleasant conditions or behavior without showing fear. I know that I'm brave. As I'm confident you are, whether you feel it to be true or not. I like my definition of brave because I make a choice every day to wake up and live my life in a way that feels the most authentic to me. That means there are times I have no idea what I'm doing, but I do it anyways. I have times of extreme doubt about my abilities to learn new things or accomplish a project, but I go for it anyways. I continue to take my thoughts captive, and when they are full of what I like to call stinking thinking, I replace them with positive thoughts that fuel me to keep going. I am not perfect. This book is not perfect, and I still have doubts and fears like all of you do. I do, however, have an intense desire to face my fears and do it anyways. So, yeah, I'm brave, and so are you. So that's one of my readings. Who else um, is brave, or who else feels like they want to expand in that department of, of being brave, of feeling? Uh, I know that my friend Golly has been just uh, – 
crushing it on overcoming fears and getting out there and doing things that she um, really wants to do with her writing and this and that. And, you know, and that's the thing, like at the end of the day, people, it doesn't really matter if anybody else gets you. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter if anybody understands your writing, if anybody understands your poetry, if anybody understands your songs or what, whatever it is, it's what is God doing with you and what is fueling you and what have you, um, what is on your heart to do? What is your passion to do? I mean, it's, it's great when our friends get us and we have support, but at the end of the day, nobody knows you, but you and God, I mean, and that's it. Um, your innermost thoughts and everything. And you're going to have passions and dreams and things that other people are not going to get or not understand why you're, why you're bothering even, you know, and sometimes that's because what you're doing might kind of trigger them and something they don't feel that they can do either. And so sometimes it's kind of easier to be a Debbie Downer than to know how to support somebody. But if you ever need a supportive ear, I am here. Um, I'm a poster child for, taking risks and doing things that I don't feel comfortable doing. I mean, if you had told me um, that I'm doing half of what I'm doing, if you told me that 10 years ago, I'd be like, mm, you, you are, you are crazy. But I sit back and look, okay, I recorded the CD. I did. That was a great learning experience. Not, I did that more than 10 years ago. I recorded the CD. I want to do more. Uh, I, I, started the books, put them down, started the books, put them down. And then literally about three weeks ago, um, I'd had this little coffee with God thing already started pretty much. I just was waiting for more content. I thought it had to be so big and, you know, so many pages. And, and finally, uh, I was just like, heck with it. You know what? I, I, there's like no rule that says how big it has to be. And Somebody buy it if they want and don't if they don't, you know. And so I went ahead and did it. And then it just like spurred me to, okay, now I can, now I'm like fully invested in working in the other ones. I know more what to look for in terms of formatting and Kindle and Amazon and all that fun stuff. And I've already found that one of my favorite entries I'm going to have to completely rewrite because unless I go through the trouble of asking if I can use the text from the word singing in the rain from the song, because it was published in 1927. And so I'm doing my research, like anything after 1923 is not in the public domain, anything older than, you know, 1923 and below is public domain. So I was like really hoping that the song singing in the rain was published like 1922, but it was 1927. So, if I want to use that in my devotional, I'm going to have to probably go through way more uh, problems that I want <laughs> to get permission. Um, I'm definitely not going to pay to use it. It's just a little devotional, you know. So now I'm going to have to uh, completely rewrite that thing because I seriously doubt that I have the energy to go try to get permission to for a mechanical license to use uh the song so I'm learning a whole lot and some things just take you've got to research you know and, and I like to just go in there and create and poof be done and but there's work there's work there's work behind all of it there's you know 
uh, editing what I'm saying, whether I'm writing, whether I'm recording something on my voice and then transcribing it later, I still got to go edit it. I got to go edit myself. I got to take the time to have other friends edit it and see with a different pair of eyes. I got to take the time to format, get all my files together, all that stuff that I really don't like, actually. I'm just like kind of a wild creative, just create and let somebody else come and be my little admin and get it all together for me. But um, I have to do it all myself. So again, it, it, it is brave. It is courageous. It's just you face the fear and do it anyways. And that's with anything, whether you're you're creating something or you're going for a new job or losing weight or a new relationship or new ministry, whatever it is, you know, you face the fear. It's okay to feel fear. Uh, and you you do it you do it anyways knowing that you're held knowing that you're protected and i think that's the one thing that i know that i'm held in really held and protected in that in what i'm doing and so i'm on vacation today and i've been working on a friend's website all day and now i'm giving myself permission to uh, take a break and work on some of my own stuff uh, when I get into a website, I can be in there all day. And sometimes I just need to like step away from the computer, especially something is not looking the way I want it to look. <laughs> and I was getting frustrated. So I was like, Oh, you know, I need, I need a little bit of a break. So I went out in the Texas heat. It is way too hot for Texas heat today. And it's just hot and it's just humid. So anyways, if you see this later, let me know what you what brave step have you taken? What is it that you're attaining to? What brave step do you want to take that I can agree with you on? You can go over to authenticdeb.com slash store and you can, I'll put that in the comments. You can, from there, you can link to uh, Amazon for the print or the the e-publisher version kindle version or if you just want to buy the download i can email that to you and you can do all that on authenticdeb.com store you can also sign up to be a guest on my podcast you want to get over your fear of talking or you love to talk uh, shoot me a uh, letter and tell me you want to be a guest and i just want to interview everybody i want to interview everybody in the entire world from every country not everybody in the entire world because that's like billions of people you know what i meant somebody from every country uh, and I've been blessed to interview several from from out of country. I think I've only done three or four interviews that are in state or in in the states. Uh, so you could do that and love for you to sign up on my very non spammy newsletter. I mean, look, I put that book out three weeks ago. I still haven't sent my newsletter people. It just newsletters are they're a pain. I know I've got to grow them and all the marketing people say do this and do that but I just kind of toot my I just kind of go to my own horn and um so it's very non-spammy believe me um so anyways but I'd love to talk to you I'd love to hear what it is that you want let me check with my friend here real quick because I was about to end but if he's just popping up so Chris if you're watching let me know if you're watching and in comment otherwise i might just read one more before i end because you know but if you guys are watching i can't tell because my system doesn't show me that it just shows me that i have a heart 
and that's it. But what are the other things? I'm trying to think of. There's only so many here, but I'm still trying to figure out what is a good. Oh, you can hear me now, Chris. Okay. So I'm going to say, let's see, which one? Maybe, I don't know, Chris, text me in the comment. Maybe I'll read an excerpt from, there you are, from um, Coffee with God, which I have not yet. Um, I've only been sharing little memes with you guys. That might be something. So why don't we do that? And then I'll share one other thing. So I'm working on Coffee with God right now. And just for a background in that, come back to where I can see myself. Yeah, praise, praise star, Lord. Why knew what you meant? Uh, Coffee with God is a devotional I'm putting out. God gave me the name for it years and years ago as I used to drive to work in Seattle. And I could see Mount Rainier right in front of me. And I would just sit there and talk with the Lord. And I was uh, working full time and pastoring full time. Susan and I pastored Living Water Fellowship in the Seattle area and or suburbs of Seattle. And I just didn't know how to do it. Like, how do you pastor full time, even with a small church and have a quiet time and, and have a have a spouse and be a mom and go to work and deal with traffic. And it was just man. And so I found myself because at that time I wasn't somebody that liked to get up early. Um, now I'm always up early. But at the time I was like, oh, my gosh, I would get up like just enough time to get dressed and, and, and get to work. Right. And so I would drink my coffee on the way to work and I would have these chats with the Lord. And I remember feeling like guilty. And the Lord was like, I love our little chats. Like this is this is our little mobile Starbucks, you know. And and he told me because I hear him just like he goes, you're going to write a book. You're going to write a book called or like a devotional called Coffee with God. And I was like, OK, sure. You know, and I didn't really do much with it. And then in. 2008, 2009, I started this little blog on our on some website I had. I've started so many things, and I called it Coffee with God. And for what the cool thing is about it, so when I'm looking at, I, I saved it, and I see that all of my entries end with Pastor Debbie living a life of worship from the inside out. Because there's another book that I've already started writing. I just need to refine it. I gave up on it a couple of years ago. Called the Song in My Heart living a life of worship from the inside out. That was the original title. And then I was reading stuff and they're like, oh, marketing, you got to do it, this and that. So then I changed it to worship 24-7. Or how, And then I thought, you know what? No, it's called the song in my heart, living a life of worship from the inside out. So I've been going through my old blog posts that I had saved, taking those and editing those um, and making them a little bit more, um, you know, just editing them and some things, you know, like I'm talking in there because they're real life blogs. So I have to edit them a little bit. But I think there's really cool. And I'm going to read you one of my favorites. So, Chris, are you ready for me to read you one of my favorites? Because I know Chris is watching. So give me a heart or a post if you are ready for me to read. This is an excerpt. This will be one of the ones from Coffee with God. And Coffee with God is 
bigger devotionals. You know, they're not uh, a couple paragraphs. I mean, some might be, but they're they're better. You know, they're not better. They're bigger. So, okay. So this is called What Lens Are You Looking Through? Now, I'm going to read it to you from this is when Susan and I were about to go on the road. Uh, we were about to go on the road. We went on the road in 2012, and we drove by faith for 18 months with our dog, and we just went and evangelized and prophesied and visited churches in, in the network that we're involved in, and, and that's what we did. And this is uh, me going through uh, something that happened when we were on our way home, right before we really left for good. So it says this. Recently, we pulled into a rest stop on an early Sunday evening. And as we pulled into the stall, we saw a young man in his 20s sitting by the entrance with a sign saying he was homeless, living in his car. Oh, with a sign saying he was homeless, living in his car, and he was ashamed of his plight. When I came out of the restroom, because see, I hightailed it to the restroom, because at that time I, I was not as engaging as I am now. When I came out of the restroom, Susan was already speaking to Corey and heard and had heard his story. I missed most of their conversation, but I got there in time to say hello and engage him for a moment and hear a little bit of the story before Susan asked if she could pray for him. Corey said yes. And as I stood there agreeing with her in prayer that God would move on his behalf and that Corey would have the provision that he needs, shelter, job, you know, reconciliation with family, etc. After she prayed, Corey looked up at her with big eyes and he asked if he could hug her. Now, anyone who knows Susan knows that she is a very huggy person. And as I was standing there watching all this, I asked the Lord if there was anything for me to share with Corey. And the only thing I was impressed with telling him is to never give up. Corey hugged me as well, and I found myself feeling a little ashamed. Do you want to know why I felt ashamed? Okay. Here is my transparent confession. From the time we drove up until the time that the hugs started to go around, I, Debbie, was battling with whether or not Corey was on the level. You see, I was shocked at my own level of inner cynicism that I didn't even know that I had uh, possessed. And why was I cynical? Because Corey was well-dressed. And that didn't match up with what I thought a homeless person should look like. That's pretty ugly, huh? I thought so. And it was. And I found that I was looking through the lens of prejudice and preconceived notions. Thankfully, this was a silent internal struggle that didn't manifest anywhere but in my own thoughts. My outward actions were honest and caring. And frankly, I was like really offended with my own inner thoughts. And have you ever just offended yourself with your own thinking? Let me know. Or is it just me? As I talked out my thoughts with Susan on the drive home, I knew that the Holy Spirit was showing me an opportunity to show love, be love, and act in love, and leave the judgment behind. Who am I to judge if someone is homeless by the looks of their attire? I wonder how many people we walk, walk right by because we're looking at them through the lens of the world's way of thinking. Let me say that again. How many people... Do we walk by and look at them through the lens 
of the world or our culture, our society's way of thinking. For the record, I believe the young man was indeed homeless and needed the financial and prayer support we and other people there had given him. More importantly, he was in need of reconciliation with his family that turns out only lived 20 minutes away. How sad is that? So he was living in a car 20 minutes away from his family because he needed reconciliation. This thought alone and the fact that he has had so many hungry nights really brought me and Susan to tears. And we, we both, like we totally just wanted to rescue him and take him home with us. That's that mama in us. We wanted to fix it. But the Lord showed me that my mission is not to judge, not even to rescue as much as for us to be consistent with his love in every situation and every person that we encounter. If we give a buck to someone and they're scamming us, that's not really our issue, is it? That's on them. So as we start our new faith journey, we find ourselves in an accelerated course of the spirit. We are learning to hear better, obey quicker, judge less, and love more. This journey is not for the faint of heart or weak of courage. The Lord must refine us so that we can be the love that he has called us to be. Pray for us and pray for Corey, for his health, his protection, provision, and for him to know the God that looks at him through the lens of love. So that's one of my what one of my excerpts. And like I said, it was written at a time. And I've decided on this devotional that I'm going to leave some of that in there because I can't turn back and make everything present time. So, Chris, what did you think about that? I mean, I learned a lot about that because I was so cynical and I, I hated that I saw that in myself. Um, I'm way better now because at the end of the day, it's not about somebody else's character. It's really about mine. Is that not true? It's about my character, about what comes out of my mouth, about where my thoughts are and what lens that I'm looking at. And it is really easy to look at things through a different, through a different lens and you have to step back and wonder uh, what lens we're really looking at. So you said, I think that's incredible and very applicable to a lot of the situations and circumstances that we um, face on a daily basis. Yeah, I have a poem. I'll have to find it that I wrote a long time ago saw, uh, called um, I Saw Jesus. And I remember, I don't have this written down anywhere unless I still have the poem, but I was in Seattle with some friends. Um, I honestly don't remember if I was married or younger or, or I don't think I was married. I think I, I, I really don't know where I was. <laughs> uh, I think I was young. Um, the only reason I'm hesitating on that is because I wasn't really in touch with God when I was younger. So I might have been married, but uh, I was walking down the street in Seattle with some friends, and we are going somewhere. We had a destination, right? Whoop, we're, we're going somewhere. And um, there was this girl, teenage girl, brown hair, big brown eyes. I remember that. And she just very uh, softly asked us if we had any money. And, you know, now in Seattle or pretty much anywhere, they're, they're everywhere. I, I literally, this is a sidebar, saw somebody today. I didn't see the person. You know where all the, the people are on the side of the road here in Houston and, and they've got the cups and they're asking for money. This dude was creative. He had a sign about the Lord and all of this and that he was 
I don't know, uh, a work in progress or I don't know. And then he had to give via debit card, please cash at me at X. <laughs> and I thought, wow, street panhandling is gone from can I have a dollar to here's my cash app. But I'm really not supposed to judge, am I? But it's like, I wanted to judge. I'm like, wow, you're getting sophisticated. But I digress. But it's a good example, right? Because I'm like, you know. But anyways, this girl asked for a dollar or whatever. And we were in a hurry. It wasn't even that I thought she was faking or whatever. And we are just like, nope, nope. You know, and we went on by. And you guys, the Holy Spirit convicted me immediately and I would love to tell you that I turned around and gave her a buck but I didn't I was young I was with friends we were going somewhere and it actually I was married I was in my uh, and I was just I just remembered where I was and I'm like it bothered me all night because it was like seeing these big brown eyes and so I went home and I, I, I hope I hope that I have it somewhere. I've tried my best to keep things that I write down, but I'm not always that organized. I have a lot of it though. And I wrote a poem called I Saw Jesus. And I don't know. I mean, even now it's like, sometimes I wonder if she was just an angel, just seeing if I was gonna. I know I've come across angels unawares and like, you know, but I really, it was like one of those things, all I can tell you is from that, the next time you're prompted by God to turn around and you're immediately convicted, you might want to turn around because I still think about her and it's been like 20 plus years. I'm not beaten up on myself, but it's like, man, I had a, I had a chance to engage with somebody to take the time and actually look in their eye and say, hello. It's not even about whether you give somebody a buck, is it? Um, so anyways, I don't know, Chris. Chris is great. He's watching. He'll stop and talk to anybody. I can eat a five-course meal before Chris gets out of the parking lot. And that's, that's, that's pretty, pretty true. But you know what, you guys? Just um, like I read earlier, be brave. Brave doesn't mean you don't feel the doubts, fears, the insecurities. It just means, right? You know I'm right, Chris. It just means that you, you, you face it and you go for it anyways. And um, so I hope that you enjoyed that. I'm enjoying writing the Coffee with God devotionals. And then I'm going to be writing the hashtags for Spirit-Filled Living. I have about three or four book projects um, on there. And I maybe will take the uh, hashtag um, book. If you've read my little hashtag book, I'd really love for you to leave a review on Amazon. It helps me and it blesses me. Just give me your positive Give me your feedback, positive or, or otherwise. If you've read it and you like it, please share it and let friends know. And otherwise, I'm just going to say goodbye for now. Can't wait to see you tomorrow, Chris. And then we'll have a, a Shaba good time, I'm sure. And now I'm just going to kind of go back and just hang out and enjoy more of my vacation. If you need help being brave. Um, comment, let me know, message me, you reach out to me at authenticdeb.com. You can email me. If you want to be on the show, let me know and we will get at it. So with that, remember to be you because being you is enough. Bless you guys. Bye, Chrissy Chris. Thanks for being here.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Authentic Deb Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and connect with me at AuthenticDeb.com. There you can book a session with me and request to be a guest on the show. So until next time, this is Authentic Deb signing out. And remember, be you because being you is enough.